to Confessions of a Marketer brought to you by Advantage Marketing. And today we have two awesome people with us, my business partner, Amy Hofer, and Shannon Hoffman, the president and co-owner of Green Acres Markets. Now they have seven locations in Kansas, Oklahoma, and Missouri. So welcome to both of you ladies. Hi, Corey. Hello. And Amy's been with us before, but Amy gets to work with Shannon all the time. She, I'm very jealous of that. So uh, <laughs> Amy's in here to weigh in on all the fun things that you guys do. How does that sound? Sounds great. It's a collaboration for sure. Yes, yes, definitely. You guys work very well together. So Green Acres is family owned and operated and you're a trusted retailer for health food, supplements, home goods. Um, you know, you support local growers and food producers on so many products. So, you know, what are some of the shifts and things you have seen? Because the company has been around since 1999. I'm sorry, 1994. Right. So we've gone through a lot of evolutions over the past couple decades. Uh, When mom first opened the store in Wichita, it was definitely an alternative health food store. So it was a place that people would come sometimes when they didn't have a lot of other choices when it came to their health, or they would just come to explore because they had no idea what we sold or what we did. And back then we really had to start with basic things like what is vitamin C? Why do you need to have fruits and vegetables? You know, tofu, just basics, things people had never heard of before. And probably the biggest evolution we've seen over the past 20 years is our customers are as educated as we are, if not more now. With the plethora of information available on the web, their own research, their own health journeys, it's now much more a partnership as opposed to us leading them through the journey. So they come in with all kinds of questions and sometimes they'll have conflicting answers to things they're trying to figure out. And we really just become their partner and help them sift through it all or figure out what their ultimate goal is and also give them a place and resources that they can get started because starting and making healthy lifestyle changes, even today, can be hard because it takes accountability and grit and stick to itness sometimes. Well, and I think it's crazy that you're talking about, you know, back just 20 years ago that people didn't know what vitamin C is. I mean, You know, to me, I mean, you guys are just my supermarket. You know, it's not a specialty store in any kind of way. We go every week. I say hi to Larry. He's my buddy. Um, (laughs) We love that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. He wished Jeremy a happy Father's Day last week because Jeremy wasn't in. So he's like, make sure you tell him I said happy Father's Day. So, I mean, it's kind of crazy to me that, uh, that that it's like that. I mean, people, it really has shifted. I mean, people's, I think, you know, focus on their health is really improved. I mean, wouldn't you say, I mean, they're really focused on that now. They, it's kind of a paradox. They're really focused on it, but life is so busy. And in the age of information and the, the pace at which people operate, there's a lot of people getting sicker and getting sicker younger. So even though they have awareness and access to a lot of healthy options, it isn't necessarily something they do every day. And so it becomes harder in certain ways. Um, But on the flip side, they're looking at alternatives sooner 
So they want to mm-hmm. be on the prevention side. They want to do what they can to support their energy and their performance and their, their you know, mental clarity and things like that. And at, especially the age of the baby boomers, as they're, as they're growing older, they want to stay young. And so they're driving a lot of it because um, they, they, they have choices now. They don't have to just uh, kind of walk down that path of heart disease and things like that. They can, they can still have a lot of life in their years for many decades And that's really driving um, a lot of the future of where health and wellness is going. Well, and, you know, we're confessions of a marketer. So we're talking about marketing and business. And I just have to know, like, from your, I mean, from your mom's standpoint, I mean, she really was a pioneer. Oh, my God. And your dad, too. Yeah. To start this when they did, right? I mean, did people think she was crazy? I mean, did they think it was just unheard of kind of deal? Yes. And um, it came out of a need. My mom had had um, three unsuccessful back surgeries and had a lot of chronic pain and my older sister's handicap. And she had the fortune of becoming good friends with uh, Dr. Reardon of the Reardon Center, the big domes and pyramid off of K96. And he really started her down a path of wellness and showed her what she could do to support her lifestyle, to deal with the pain, be able to get over a lot of it, you know, just deal with uh, issues in front of her and being the type A business entrepreneur that she is, she just said, well, I want to share this with the world. This is working for me. I want to share it with others. So um, she literally called me. I was in college back in Philadelphia and she said, I want to open a store, but I can't make it to the trade show. So I went down on the train, grabbed a bunch of notes for her, FedExed it back to her. She called all the people, got everything set up, and she opened Green Acres six months later. So people didn't necessarily come flooding in. You know, we realized really quick we were going to have to do a lot of education on it. But that's what became our mission then was a passion for alternative health education. And we built it one person at a time. And that's really been our story for 25 years. I think that's absolutely amazing and such a testament. And and for those of you that don't know, you know, we are out of Wichita, Kansas and the Reardon Clinic, uh, they do some amazing things and they do have some, they're kind of dome igloo looking buildings that are very recognizable, uh, but they do a lot with health and wellness as well. And I think you guys have a really good relationship with them, right? We do. Guys do. Yeah, mm-hmm. we do. A lot of um, referrals back and forth and just, you know, we were both pioneers in a city that didn't have a lot of access to alternative health options. And so, you know, we all raise the tides for each other. It's, it's competition, but not really, because the more we educate, the better opportunity people have to have access to these solutions. Well, and I'm curious too, because typically it takes a lot or it takes more time for things to trickle into the Midwest. So like how far behind were we at that point or were we behind at all? Uh, Back then we were very behind, you know, probably uh, I'd say even um, eight, 10 years behind, you know, I'd say you run in, we run in the Midwest probably three years, three to five years behind Mm -hmm. true trends that happen on the coasts. But luckily, with the internet and access to everything right away now, you have pockets that come soon. It's whether it moves the whole community that way that quickly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, trends now like keto and plant-based, um, most of our companies and innovations and vendors are all from the coasts or cities like Boulder, Austin, where there's a lot of, of innovation when it comes to natural foods. In the Midwest, we've always been the meats and potatoes, but we also had a lot more uh, problems with disease and obesity and, and, and heart issues and women's health and men's health. 
So while we're a medical community, lots of times when you're a strong medical community, it uh, it causes the other side to get just as strong because you need but you need the balance, and that's mm-hmm. I think what has come out with with what we've been able to do there in Wichita. Well, and, and you mentioned all of our markets, Kansas City, Oklahoma, all of mm-hmm. them. Well, and you mentioned, um, you know, the online shopping and people also, you know, going online to research. And we recently just went through um, a website and some online shopping facelift, right, Amy? Just kind of, that was Amy's little child, I think, there for her her, her third kid. Yes, (laughs) yes, yes, definitely. This last year has been very uh, eventful and we've had a lot of uh, fun, exciting things we've done with Green Acres. We all started working together in, I believe, February, right before COVID. Yeah. So I have COVID questions too, so we'll get to that. (laughs) Yes, that's a whole whole different segment. Um, Poor conversation. We were telling him that we started working with you right before COVID, and he's like, "It's been longer than that." Like, I I swear, (laughs) it's been longer than that. COVID was a fast year and a long year. Uh huh. Yeah, it really was. was. Well, um, how was the, you know, can you describe the process of working with an agency to redo the website and kind of give that, you know, fresh look to it? Like, how, how was that for you? So my mom and I often joke that we were marketers who decided to open uh, retail stores. And so, uh, you know, we know the importance of, of education and entertainment and creating the experience um, just is just as important as putting the product on the shelf. So as a result, you know, we, we tend to stay pretty involved with our marketing side. So I, I have to give a lot of, you know, credit to the agency to be able to come in and, and, and be able to pick that up with us and, and really learn how we approach things and our involvement with every decision that we we make when it comes to marketing a message or getting our brand uh, message out there and being able to to anticipate what a lot of that is. And so the website was kind of this thing that just sat out there as this thing that needed, because we had jumped into social, we had jumped into a lot of other things that needed to be um, taken care of sooner, but we realized that was kind of the fundamental piece that really needed to be overhauled, simplified, brought forward. And after our months of working together and learning each other's styles, and you know, I got to give a shout out to Jessie, the designer and her team, because she's really taken our brand and, and just made it really rock as we've, we've moved through this last year and very up to date and, you know, still, because we have to appeal to a very broad section of age groups, uh, demographics, and trying to get a simple message out to a multitude of people can be difficult because you can't be everything to everybody. But, and in, especially during this past year, just getting a message out period, um, became a challenge, but yet also an opportunity. And so we're going through the website, um, I think has been a good exercise for all of us. And especially because we had to pivot and go into online um, shopping. Like we took a six month project and crammed it into three weeks. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, that, but we did it. I think our keyword for last year was pivot. (laughs) Every call, all right, how are we pivoting this week? Or what do we need to do? How do we need to get out in front of this this challenge? So, um, but it was it was a good learning for everybody. Yeah, I don't think anyone had uh, like on their marketing calendar and plan COVID, uh, COVID stop everything right. turn. And Amy's yeah. got a lot of hair. You guys can't see her, so you know her going through that three week process. You know yeah. she she was okay. She made it. So. Yeah. 
But always think, up for a challenge. Always yeah. up for a challenge. It was fun. It really was. It was certainly. Well, you um, had to figure out how to make it, you know, palatable and entertaining, yes. you know, as opposed to talking about demos and fun events. We had to talk about social distancing and sanitizing and, and how we were still going to give access to everybody safely in our stores and also dealing with all the challenges we had up the supply chain. And also just the complete shift of everybody's buying habits overnight. So things we used to sell just stopped selling. Stuff we hadn't been selling just flew off the shelf because everyone went back to comfort foods, what they knew, and um, people were at home. So they started to cook from scratch more. So where everyone was into keto and plant-based and paleo, they went back to making breads and making cookies and cakes and pastas and all these things that we would just try to give away um, we're now flying off the shelf. So um, there was a lot of learning behind the scenes. Our buyers talking about tearing their hair out really had to pivot quickly. Well, and just, I mean, out of curiosity, do you feel too like you were held to maybe a higher standard as this like health food beacon? I mean, I remember hearing conversations from Amy about different reviews and standards and whatnot. I mean, talk about yep. that a little bit. So we've always had very high standards because we want uh, of, of clean, healthy, quality ingredients. Cause we want you to trust when you walk through one of our doors, we've done the work. You don't have to look at all the, the ingredients and do all the studying yourself. Um, we've done a lot of it for you. So it helps you in that process going through this. I mean, items that were discontinued overnight, or we didn't have access to because they couldn't get it through the supply chain quick enough. And we were trying to find alternative items. So we really had to do a lot of research and work with our vendors and say, okay, what is available? What can we put in this spot instead of this? Cause people are still buying this, you know, nutritional yeast. You just couldn't find it anywhere for almost a year. I had um, a big bottle already. <laughs> and people would, you know, stock up if they found uh -huh. it. And so it hoarding it, <laughs> you know, hoarding it. Exactly. So, you know, we never wavered on our standards because we didn't, you know, we would just not have it. We weren't going to throw something in its place that didn't live up to the standard that we had, or we would just try to move people to something else. And of course, you know, we're talking food, but it was the same in supplements. I mean, all of a sudden people kind of left their day-to-day -day multivitamins and everything and jumped into the zinc and the vitamin C and the vitamin D and the, you know, all the things that were going to build their immune system. And um, whatever they read that day, they'd run in and buy. And so we were just keeping end caps full of this and that, and it would shift constantly. And, and our vendors were trying to get products to market really quickly. So we really had to be a traffic cop in there on all stages of the supply chain. And um, we were, A, I will always want to say we were thrilled that, that we had a chance to stay open and still be mm -hmm. able to serve our communities. For that, we will always be grateful. Um, you know, but it's, it's been a tough year for the team. You know, they were, they were boots on the ground. They were there on the floor. They were dealing with all the feedback, all the input, all the fear, all the, all the thoughts and um, from everybody coming in or, you know, when people were frustrated, they couldn't get their favorite products, but it was out of our control. So we really just had to become these Uber communicators overnight to just make sure everybody knew where things were at and that they weren't surprised. Um, all the time and trying mm -hmm. to find solutions for them that we could. Well, and I feel like that's a great segue, you know, what kind of, what was your biggest takeaway from all of this, from going through the pandemic? I mean, we're still, we're still in it, you know, we're still coming out slowly, but you know, there's less mask and everything else. I mean, what, what have you learned and what will you take away from it, you know, moving forward in the business? Less is more. 
because you couldn't be everything to everybody during that time and you had to do the best that you could. And so I think vendors have learned that too. They're simplifying. So they might've in the past offered 40 SKUs. Now they offer 15 because really wow. those are the 15 that work. And, mm -hmm. you know, they, you don't need the 25th flavor of this chip, you know, let's find the ones that people want. So I think everybody had a chance to just reevaluate all the way down to the core. There wasn't one part of our business we didn't take a look at in this last year, from internal operations to staffing, to working with vendors, to, um, you know, messaging, to all of that. And you couldn't say it enough. I mean, how many times Amy and I were on the, the phone? It's like, all right, let's put the message back out for social distancing again. Let's put the message back out for masking. We learned this back when we did our radio show. When it becomes boring to us is when everybody else is just catching on. And I think through COVID, that was more true than ever. So while we got sick of maybe saying it over and over and over or trying to um, find that solution, everybody had so much coming at them. They might need to hear it 10 times before they really understood, this is what I need to do to stay healthy during this time. Or, oh my God, that speaks to me. I can do that for my family. I can add that into their their diet, or I can take this supplement. I can afford this right now. You know, we looked at, we met people where they were at as much as possible. And also just tried to help them realize they have options. I think people mm -hmm. just don't like to know they don't have options. So mm -hmm. sometimes that was, that was the best thing we could do. Well, I think sometimes people equate being healthy with being expensive and it doesn't have to be that way. I mean, I, that's what I've always loved about you guys is there's lots of options, I think, um, from right. low end to high end. And right depending on where you're at with things, you know, as far as do you want to pay a little bit more on vitamins or is there a supplement, a women's supplement that has three or four different vitamins in it. So you right. can kind of get, you know, better price and better deal. And I've always appreciated that about you guys. So Thank I think you. that's, that's definitely something that's, that's a positive. Well, and, and even now kind of stepping past COVID just a little bit, um, you know, the online marketing is really big. And so we've been working on like a second platform for loyalty and customer rewards. Was that something that was always in the works or was that another spawn off from COVID? We have always wanted to have better access to digital coupons and things, but, you know, it's hard to create it from scratch when you're a smaller business. So we've been watching our industry for, you know, quite a while for third-party groups out there doing this and building that and working with vendors. And we had had one five years ago, but it didn't, it didn't make it. So we had to kind of step back away from that. And then now through one of our suppliers, one of our major distributors, they, they brought this third party forward as an opportunity. And so it's, it's something we see as really important for our consumers and for us to stay competitive. I mean, mm -hmm. and people want digital coupons. They want access. And we wanted to also add more variety to our loyalty program. You know, we've always had the $5 off for 200 points. Now you're going to be able to use points for products and just variety. So again, we can apply to different or appeal to different people um, and meet them a little bit more where they're at and try to make it simple. It's just a phone number. You know, you don't have to carry all the stuff with you or go through the process of us looking everything up. So, um, you know, it will be a transition as with everything, but I think it's going to be, we've really kind of coming out of COVID decided to really build off of our existing loyalty program first, and then we'll reach back out to get more new people. So that's well, kinda the shift that we did. And we're working, you're working with the agency on this. So how is, yep. how is that process going for you? Um, great. I mean, you got to get all the people to the table. So, you know, we have to wait for the third party group to kind of get their technology part, our POS support system to get their part done. 
and then the agency to come in at their step. And Shauna, our team member, is kind of the hub of that all. So we're checking in with her daily. Are you still breathing? Are you still Are you still making it through the process? So, um, but it's it's like anything. You just keep stirring it, and then the different pieces pop up when you need it. And we just keep asking the same questions. And luckily, with our history with the um, agency, with you guys. There's, we have a bank of, of stuff to pull from and be able to tweak and adjust. And so it's not like every time we come to them, it's something from scratch because you guys know, you know, that's, it, it takes a long time to build a relationship. We started with you guys the same time we started with our new HR group that we had outsourced. It took a good year for them to really learn our business and really learn our company and, and, and know what was you know, know what we needed. And, you know, I think you guys hit the ground running, but we still learn stuff from each other each day and, you know, stuff still falls through the cracks, but not, not a lot, you know, and mm -hmm. it's, but we all, we all give each other the benefit of the doubt. And I think that's the hardest thing when you outsource is because we're doing 20,000 things a day inside in the business. You're out here doing stuff. How do we, how do we make that communication between it as seamless as possible? And I think mm -hmm. we've done a good job. Definitely. Well, Amy, you could probably speak to that. I mean, you guys have a weekly meeting where you talk and you run through everything and talk about that a little bit. Yes. Yeah, so on Wednesdays, we typically have our weekly powwow. It's always Shannon and I and Patty, a valuable part of the team. And then we kind of pull in team members for the agency and for Green Acres as necessary um, with this new venture with the digital couponing system. Sean has been joining us. We've got some training and things that we will all be partaking in together. Um, Cause we're getting really close to officially launching. So that'll be fun. Um, the designers, Jesse, Kate, they all get involved with uh, meetings as necessary and just, um, you know, lots of notes, lots of checking in, lots of touching base. What do you think about this? Bouncing ideas. Um, I think we've got a pretty good system in place. Um, we just keep on keep on rolling and keep on growing. One thing I'll add, you know, my mom and I have always had the motto of gracious persistence. Mm -hmm. You know, if a team member comes in and says, well, I've sent an email, they know that's not what they need to say. They need to be graciously persistent mm -hmm. to get the answer so that they can move on to the next thing. Right. And, you know, because if especially in today's world, if you just wait for answers, you're going to be waiting a really, really mm -hmm. long time. And what I love is you guys are that with us. Yes. yes. <laughs> if I'm not getting stuff back, if one of us is not getting stuff back, believe me, we hear, uh -huh. but in a very, very, very nice way. Yes. But it keeps us on on track too, which is which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Amy and I are constantly preaching to the team. It's like if they're waiting on us, there's a problem. If we're waiting right. on them, that's fine. Right. Like, right. well, you know, they're the client. Let's take care of them and just right. keep reminding them. But yeah, with so many different ways of communication anymore, you can get a hold of somebody. So right. Right. definitely make that happen. Well, and, you know, my kind of my, my last question to you, because I'm feeling lots of girl power here because, you know, with these strong women here. You know, uh, things have changed for women, you know, in the leadership roles, you know, really developed in the last 20 years. So, I mean, what opportunities do you see in grocery retail industry for women, you know, to, to be able to contribute to and just kind of what are you looking forward to as a, a awesome female entrepreneur? Thanks. Well, I had the great fortune of being raised by a fantastic female entrepreneur in a time that was very unusual. And so I never saw it as not an option. 
Um, mm -hmm. You know, she was out blazing trails and especially in a, you know, smaller Midwestern community and just, we have another family business, an interior landscaping company. And um, she started that even when I was like two or three. Um, and she just, it's kind of like the way she dealt with her health. This is, this is how it's going to be. There's, there's not any other option. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And she has made so many inroads, not only in the witch and my mom uh, has made so many inroads uh, in the Wichita community. And here, both my mom and dad are still working full time at this stage of life because they love it. I mean, it's what they get up for in the morning. And so, you know, I went away and studied business, but I learned way more from her as an entrepreneur than I ever did in business school. I mean, that they, that taught me resources, but until you go to bed wondering how you're going to make payroll, until you have to deal with that mm -hmm. vendor conflict, until you have to wonder how you're going to make it, you know, mm -hmm. that's the grit that you just you just have to reach reach down inside to find. And no especially in a grocery the grocery environment that has been you know traditionally more male dominated. We've been lucky to be on the natural food side, and it's a fantastic industry, very progressive, very growth oriented, lots of diverse female, uh, diverse and female energy, uh, just, you know, very progressive thinking. We, we used to talk back when the economy went so bad in, in the later 2000s, you'd go to that trade show and you wouldn't know it. People were singing and dancing in the aisles and, and stuff like that. We always find a solution, I think, in mm -hmm. our industry. And, and if you think about it, it's the same approach of what we're selling. We're, we're selling possibility. We're selling mm -hmm. help. We're selling feeling better, doing more, achieving more. So I think that's starting to really collide with the conventional grocery world. So there's a lot more opportunities, I think, for female leadership in grocery in general. Our industry has had a lot of female leadership over the years, but um, it, I think it will just continue to move that forward. I don't think you're going to see natural alternative separate from conventional down the road. It's all going to come together at some point, or you'll see some migratory combination of it, which it's already started with a lot of crossover stores and things like that. And, you know, but there's a lot of great vendor stories of, of, you know, companies in the industry started by females or young entrepreneurs because they have a passion for it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I, I see a lot of potential for, for good growth for, well, and if, if people haven't been into your, any of your, uh, into any of the markets or whatnot, you know, I, I, that's one thing I like about it. And one thing my husband likes, he's not a particularly, I have to be healthy kind of person. Like we are right. polar opposites, but he likes shopping local and he likes the stories that come with some of the food items, like Kyle's yes. mom's pickles. I mean, yes. oh my gosh. Everybody loves Kyle's mom's pickles. <laughs> Everyone loves, my my mother-in-law eats them by the jar. So That's we so are constantly like, she's out East, we're out West. You get pickles yep. out there. Yep, I got them, we'll grab them. So, yep. uh, but you know, those are, I mean, it's great how you support and you give back too on that local level yep. as well. So right. Um, I just think, I just think the world of you guys, I mean, not well, only, likewise. you know, your business, but I appreciate that, but also just, um, it's really refreshing to have a client that comes to the table with the ideas. I mean, I'm sure Amy can echo it, but, you know, having you guys be in those meetings every week and bring ideas and, and, you know, challenges sometimes maybe is hard, but <laughs> for the well, most again, part, it's fun, right? Know that it matters what industry you're in. I think it really matters what your attitude and your approach is. You know, even though mm. we're a family business, we're very atypical. 
I mean, really mom, dad, and I have built it together. It wasn't, you know, one started, one joined, one came later, you know, all the traditional things you see pretty much anything traditional about how we built business. We just kind of busted apart and did it, blazed our own trail. And so it's been very collaborative as, as a family. And, and, you know, we hope that that translates into our team as well. We believe in, we couldn't do this without every single team member that we have. And we've always been more behind the scenes and, and we really empower our managers to run the stores like they're their own because they're the ones out there interacting with the customers every day. You know, we did a lot of the work in the beginning, you know, we did, I mean, my God, being the first store really in this category for a long period of time, you know, there, it was, it was a lot of, boots on the ground and stuff, but the only way we could grow is if we involved other people. So that's, that's what you have to do. And that's what we have to do. Yeah, that's great. Well, I know you guys have been successful because of it and we appreciate you being here with us today. So if people want to know how they can go to one of your markets, where can they go and visit? Greenacres.com. And look, at, look at, and look at all the fancy work <laughs> that you guys and us have been working on. So, and then be able to pick the location. We have one in Kansas City, four in Wichita, one in Oklahoma City, and one in Lawton, Oklahoma. And Amy, we've got all the social media, right? So they can also look and see what's Absolutely. going on. Absolutely. <laughs> Follow us on Facebook. Lots yep. of exciting things, promotions, offers, um, events are starting to trickle back out yep. a little bit. Okay. So online and in person. Yep. So a lot of exciting things to come. Well, I feel like there probably is going to be a part two in our future because I could probably <laughs> talk to Shannon all day long. Uh, but I appreciate everyone listening to Confessions of a Marketer. Uh, there's different ways to get a hold of us. If you have questions or if uh, you know, this podcast brought some things for you, you can visit us on our social media. You can go to admarkict.com to contact us. But I hope you make it a great day and we appreciate you for listening. Thanks so much.